Hey, this is Dr. Drew Rubin from CairoCast. We have a special podcast today about Fred Barge, Dr. Fred Barge, who wrote the book, Are You the Doctor, Doctor? And I think it's perfect holiday season time. I hope everybody had a great holiday this past weekend. And now here's the podcast brought to you by Now You Know, Preferred Chiropractic Doctor and ChiroRate. To work your practice, you teach. You teach the principles of chiropractic health care to your patients, thus stimulating referrals. You practice the principle of doctoring. You polish the apple of your professional image, your personality, and your knowledge to mold your practice. Here, after success is reached, you tailor your professional hours to your desire. Cut down evenings, Saturdays, etc. Practice the days and hours you wish. By selecting the procedures and techniques you enjoy, you soon mold your practice into being one in which you care for problems you'd like to care for. Any good doctor does this. As success begets success, you, by your achievements and certain health problems, will attract those very problems. So I think this is a great quote from Dr. Fred Barge. I don't know if you've ever heard of him before, but I want to introduce you to some uh, people aside from B.J. Palmer. Uh, Fred Barge is an amazing teacher. Um, he passed away in 2003, um, but he was like B.J. Palmer's right-hand person for a while, and he used to teach at Palmer uh, after B.J. Palmer passed away. So this is an amazing book if you're interested in getting more about chiropractic philosophy but um, didn't want to necessarily get a, a green book or want something additional. It's called Are You the Doctor, Doctor? And um, it's available uh, here on Dr. Fred Barge's website. Um, you can get it there, that's Dr. Barge, uh, just in case you wanna put a face to his uh, name. Um, he was very inspirational. I remember uh, at, at a seminar a number of years ago, um, my wife and I uh, went down to breakfast really early and there was Dr. Barge sitting alone um, uh, at breakfast and he had just started eating. And I was like, wow, do you think we should, like said to Lisa, you know, do you think we should go and sit down and talk to them? And she said, absolutely. So, you know, we sat down. I said, hey, doc, would you mind if we had breakfast with you? And he just, he was amazing because he was so gracious and really shared a lot of the philosophy. But I thought was so cool in that little clip was, and the whole point of the book is really for students, and it's are you the doctor, doctor? Because one of the hardest things that you guys have to do when you graduate, and I know I know this as a fact because it took me three years to figure this out, is to take the student hat off and put the doctor hat on. That is not as easy as it sounds. Um, so I suggest, and I wish someone suggested to me when I was in 10th quarter, but I suggest that you start doing that now. <coughs> so when you're dealing with patients in clinic, even if you're only in student clinic, don't do it flippantly, right? Don't take it for granted, right? Don't just assume that they know. Make sure, like, one of the things that I really appreciate is that patients are constantly telling me, thank you so much for taking the time to educate me, right? So even if it's a chiropractic student and you're adjusting another student, you're practicing, right? That's what they call a practice, by the way. If you notice, it's not a chiropractic perfect, it's a chiropractic practice. So just practice, practice on them. And the big question really in, in the front page of the book is, are you the doctor, doctor? Are you able 
to actually put on the doctor hat. It's very easy to be a student. Even though I know it's not, it's not easy in terms of it's hard work, but it's, here's a student's life. You go to class, a couple of weeks, you start cramming, you take a lot of tests, repeat. And that's pretty much your life. And it's been your life, especially if you're like I was, where you're running from kindergarten all the way through chiropractic school without a break. <coughs> if you've never had a break, then that's all you know. But I'm telling you, when the real world comes, it is not like that anymore. It is not like that anymore. When the real world comes, guess how many times you get a test? All day, every day. All day, every day are your tests, right? The only difference is that you get no chance to cram and there's no scantrons. Other than that, it's all day, every day. So if you're seeing hundreds of patients a day, then you're getting hundreds of tests a day because they're always saying, asking questions of you and challenging you and bringing in some new stuff and stuff you've never seen before. And you know, we had a kid come in the other day with a, a branchial fistula. Now I've been doing this for 30 years next year, 30 years, I'd never heard of a branchial fistula. And I admitted it, right? They're like, have you ever dealt with this before? And I said, no, I have not, because I'm not gonna lie. And so, oh yes, uh, I've seen this all the time. You know? No, I, I, this is a brand new one on me. And when you, a child, a little baby has a branchial fistula, what that is is a little hole in their neck. So every time they swallow or breathe in this hole, can like open and close. <coughs> I had never seen that before. And the kid's a couple months old and the doctors are gonna have to uh, do surgery on this thing at some point. They said they're waiting for him to get a little older. But I want you, but the reason I'm saying this to you is because it's okay to admit I have never heard of this before, right? Because that's a rare thing. It happens once in a blue moon. It is not a common thing. So for me to say, yes, I've seen it before when I haven't, wouldn't, it wouldn't be helpful in anybody's, you know, for any situation. But that's fascinating because this is the kind of stuff that, the, like Dr. Barge was just saying, as you get more successful in certain things, you start seeing more and more niche of a practice, right? And that's why I recommend to everybody here, any student, is to really focus on something, right? So when you graduate, like, you should not just graduate as a graduate of life. You should have some sort of certification that you either have completed or are working on. Because the world is, work, is looking towards your certifications. The world is looking for you to have extra education. The world is looking for you to do more, right? And not that I don't think chiropractic education is fabulous, but it is not niche specific. And what people are looking for now is niche specific. So when patients call me up, which is happening dozens of times every single day, new patients are calling us up. They're saying, I'm choosing you because you have specialized in this. You have specialized in pediatrics. And it doesn't have to be pediatrics. It could be sports. It could be geriatrics. It could be whatever, orthopedics. I don't care, you know, extremities. There's all these different opportunities out there, especially here at Life University. Like, if you're not taking advantage, why are Life University of the dozens of seminars every weekend and you're just sitting partying or whatever, I think it's a mistake. And there's a lot of people out there who tell me, well, the reason I can't take any of the seminars is because I work all the time. You know what? I appreciate that you work a lot and I think it's a good idea, 
you know, if you need to, to make money in order to pay for education, I'm totally congruent with that. Do not miss out on the advantage of something that you have here. Because there's almost no other city on the planet that gets as much chiropractic stuff as this one does. Right? So don't say, I'll do it later, because that's a very, you know, someday aisle, right? Someday aisle will, sometimes never comes. So that's what Dr. Barger was really talking about, is start putting yourself in the doctor's frame of mind. And here's probably one of the most important doctor frame of minds that I had to get into my thick skull, <clears throat> and that is this. I came from poverty consciousness. I came from poverty consciousness. My parents couldn't hardly put two nickels together, right? So what did they teach me was poverty consciousness. What did they teach me was, Drew, turn off the lights. We don't want to pay an electric company. You know, Drew, you got to save you know, everything you can. Drew, you, you know, don't burn off more than you can chew. It was all this poverty consciousness kind of ideas, right? So the, what, to, in order to break that, I had to train my mind that that was, an inact, that was their life and not mine, right? as well-meaning as they are and loving as they were. And one of the most important things that I started doing, even <clears throat> when I was first out in practice, which I thought was, has made a critical success to it now, is I started putting small amounts of money away. Like if you read the book I mentioned early in the quarter, Richest Man in Babylon, what it's gonna tell you is that start as soon as you can to put at least 10% of your income away, which means $10 out of every 100 which means if you make a $1,000 paycheck, you put $100 away. So I asked some of the, the, the students while I'm working all the time, all right, well, what are you doing with all that money? Well, it's all going to school. I said, all of it's going to school? Everything, all living expenses? Well, you know, so can you put 10% away? I can't put 10, okay, how about 1%? Can you put a dollar out of every $100 away? Well, what do you want to do that for? It's called prosperity consciousness. How do you show the world that you are abundant? Right? Because that what you think about comes about. So if you don't put money, if you don't stop putting money aside, even now, if you can, putting, set a separate savings account. Call it abundance account. So that's what you see on your little, you know, icon when you go onto the online cash manager. And put some amount of money every single time you get a paycheck, you put money in there. Every single time. Time and time again. I am telling you, that is how I was able to afford to pay off my student loans in 12 years. I was able to pay off, to buy a house very, very quickly because the, 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 the miracle of constantly putting money away, and that's something that Dr. Barge talks about, is as the doctor, you've got to think differently than you do as a student, right? As a student, a student goes like this, right? What comes in goes out, what comes in goes out. That will not work in the real world, right? Unless that's what you want to do, Right? And that's what my parents taught me, which is not wrong, it's just what they knew their whole life. But you don't have to be that way. You can start putting money aside now. You can make a prosperity or abundance account right now. And for those people who don't believe me, I'm telling you it is possible. And if you don't believe me, and if you get this feeling like this is ridiculous, and I can't believe he's talking about this and this never works, then you better really examine your consciousness. And you're probably thinking a lot of poverty thoughts. Right? And it's okay to think those poverty thoughts because everybody, who, if you're brought up that way, then of course you're going to have those thoughts. But as a doctor, you need to switch those thoughts. Because if you believe in the abundance of the universe to help that patient, right, 
then that patient is going to reward you handsomely. And if you don't start thinking about the abundance that what goes around comes around, that, that's really true. So you need to, that, that's what the whole point of Dr. Barge's work was starting to switch your thought processes from I'm not, you're no longer a student, especially in ten, by 10 quarter, you're all in clinic in some degree or another. You're no longer a student. You now have responsibilities as a doctor to other people in some capacity, even if it's just student clinic. Take that very seriously, right? Your job isn't just to push on backs, it's to educate them. But in order to educate them, you need to educate yourself, right? And so don't just limit your education to chiropractic, right? I had a poverty consciousness, so what did I start doing? Read Think and Grow Rich. Read The Richest Man in Babylon. Start Millionaire Mind, The Millionaire Next Door. I started reading all these books. I started taking seminars to fill my brain up. And now you got podcasts galore that talk about this kind of stuff. I didn't know anything about business, right? I graduated with zero business acumen. I had the same business classes you have, right? So what did I do? I started reading you know, business books and I started taking business classes and you know, started to, to figure out how to do, and marketing especially. I took marketing courses and I still take marketing you know, classes. So if you're not up on this kind of stuff, start training yourself now. Don't wait till you graduate and then say, now I'm gonna start. That, because then you're behind the eight ball. Then student loans start to pile up, right? So wouldn't it be better for you to start training yourself now so when you go out and practice, even if you say, well, I'm just going to be an associate. I get the lot. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm just going to be an associate. You want to be a valuable associate or you want to be a back pusher, right? You want to be a valuable associate and make me want to pay you more and make me want to keep you on, then do something more than just pushing on backs, right? Because that makes you a lot more valuable and not only does it make you more valuable to whoever your employer is, at some point in time, you're going to say, I want to do this on my own because I've been bringing all kinds of patients into my employer. So if I could do it for him or her, I could do it for myself. But don't wait until you graduate to figure that out. Right? Now is the time. You say, I have no time. You've got time. I'm so busy. I know you're busy. Right? But look at whatever you're doing during the day and cut some things out that really are superfluous. You know, cut out your Facebook time, right? How, many, how much time are you really spending on Facebook, right? I mean, it is average for people who are in the 20-year-old generation that you spend one to three hours a day doing this, all day long, right? Take a chunk of that time and turn that into learning time, right? When you're driving here, what are you doing, right? You, that automobile University. You should change your, so whenever I am driving, I am listening to audio, whether it's a podcast that's teaching me something or it's a CD I get out of the library or MP3, I am listening, right? What are you doing? You should be pouring stuff into your head so that when, so that every day, every amount of time, like even when my wife and I are making, every morning we, have, we do our Vitamix smoothie, right? It takes a while to chop things up and get it all ready and make our smoothie, right? Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, all these, Marianne Williamson, we're listening to all these greats as we're making our morning breakfast. Because we don't want to pollute our minds with one of two things, either music that's got some bad negative lyrics, or our own brains that are going to start talking about, what do I have to do today? And you get the, the little monkeys in your head talking and talking and talking and talking, right? 
So instead of listening to that kind of stuff, put something better in your brain, right? And so these are the kind of things that Marge was talking about, right? What are you putting, it, what are you putting into your brain now so that when you graduate like a year and a half or so from now-ish, something in that range, that you guys are ready, right? Are you guys training yourself? And I think that's so important. So check out some of his books. He also has another fabulous book. <clears throat> Let's see if I can find it here. Yeah, Life Without Fear. This is another fabulous book um, that he wrote, which is a, a, probably my second favorite of, of uh, his book. So I just want to introduce you to Barge, and maybe next week I'll introduce it to another great Reggie Gold. 